Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Solly here. Uh, busy, busy week. I don't know how long this one's going to go. I'd imagine a long time. You guys ready to stick to sports or what? DJ Pie is here to my left. <laughs> Greetings. How are you guys? Tron Carter is here. Good evening. Big Randall is here. Hey, Solly. I'm right across the table from you. How are we looking, Big Randy? <laughs> oh, good. Worried about the bedtime tonight, though. <laughs> we are very. Randy made the official transition to being a full-time media member today when he was rooting for Harris English to make the putt on 18 so it didn't go to a playoff. That's how you know you're a media member when you're begging for something not to go to a playoff. It was, it was a true eagle or par situation. I, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care which one. Uh, our friends at Callaway excited to announce uh, Tyler McCumber joining their tour staff. Uh, like Rom, which you probably noticed this week, he's going to be wearing Travis Matthew gear and Quater shoes. Uh, it sounds like he's probably going to be wearing the Quater ringer on tour and the moneymaker in the uh, casual rounds. I forget which one I like. Which one's the more formal looking one? You like the money maker. The money maker. I'm the money maker. Okay. See, sweet. That, that, that seems very <laughs> exactly. much on brand. Um, in the golf bag, he's got the lower spin version of a prototype driver that we're going to be talking plenty about when uh, when the time comes, I'm sure. Uh, Maverick Fairway Woods, Apex Muscleback Irons, Jaws MD5 Wedges, Chrome Soft X Golf Ball. Uh, and it sounds like he's still trying to finalize the putter. Uh, I don't know, TC, if you, as the certified master fitter in the group, if you have any plans to get with him here in Jack's. I'm or... keeping my finger on the pulse. Okay. He's a he's a bold being guy sure. here in Jack's. The situation is being monitored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we are looking forward to uh, seeing Tyler get his year started, and uh, we got to get him over here for a little for a little pod or something. Over maybe here for the second the time. For the second time, yeah. That's right. He taped a, uh, I don't know, a very a semi infamous trap draw. You know, right here in the right here in the kill house. In this very kill in house. This very kill house. <laughs> yeah. No, sir. I think great addition to the squad. Absolutely. Yes, we are very excited about that. So shout out to Tyler. Shout out to our friends at Callaway. Uh, let's start with the Century Tournament of Champions, and then we have about 50 other topics, I think, to get through. First of all, let me just throw it right over to Big Randy. Just want to just there's take two, us there. There's two words on everybody's mind, and nobody's going to say them. They're, they're, please. Harris English is flushing the ball, folks. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if it was flushing it or flushing the ball. You're, <laughs> sorry. He's flushing it. Absolutely. I, I am just the messenger, though. I, I want to defer all credit but, but to... you have sources. And see, I, clearly you, your sources were right. It's it's a cultivated network of sources. I've worked doggedly to bring them together and, and to report this news to everybody out there. So they're the real heroes. I'm I'm merely the vessel by which that information uh, flows. Is there an asterisk, though? No. TC, of course there is. <laughs> it's the cent Century Tournament of Mostly Champions. <laughs> so, like of course, there's an asterisk. Congratulate on being the first person ever to end a winning drought at the Century <laughs> Tournament of Champions. A, a seven-year drought, seven nonetheless. Seven-year drought. Although, as DJ mentioned as we were preparing for this, they said not to sleep on his QBE shootout, his three QBE shootout wins in the last seven years. Well, they tied. Years. According to Neil, they tied. <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of talk on that in the Golf Central pregame show. Just, you know, I know it's not a win, but, you know, who knows? It could be could be coming with some momentum. You get that little taste in your mouth. Yeah, it's like, or, or it could be the fact that he's been playing great for fucking six months. But, yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. What was his world ranking in the return to golf? Coming into the all-caps return to golf, he was, I believe, number 155 in the world. And now... Today, with this win, moves up to, I think, number 17 last I saw. Hmm. He was inside the top 30 coming into this. Yeah. He's only 31. I know. He's, yeah. 
I don't even know where you start with him. Weird career, man. Like seven years. That's crazy that it's it's been that long. He was so can't miss coming out of college. Two early wins, just absolute world beater. And it man, it can go for anybody. It's crazy. Our, our friend the commish. Mm. Uh, we we were picking some stuff, and I said, I think Harris is gonna have a better career than Spieth. Like this was back in like this was like episode one, I think, <laughs> of the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. And and then I you know he vilified me. For that, for years. Are you sticking with this take? <laughs> hey, who knows? Just be patient, man. folks. Yeah. Be patient. You Play in the long game. You don't know how early we are in this. <laughs> I will say to the flushing it thing, I, I bef- right before the world changed, uh, got to walk with him for a few holes at, at TPC. We got to walk and see a lot of golf. Harris English probably hits the ball like higher and more flush and more solid than probably anyone I've ever seen. I know it's kind of a bit. But also, also not a bit. He really does it's not hit it a that bit. good. I know. It's not a bit. Like unnecessarily flush, high. Like it, you don't need to hit it that like up into the atmosphere. He like looks, he does. looks. You know, he's just one of those guys that like looks like he was born to be a PGA Tour player. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Good, like yeah. he just he has the walk. He has the swing. He has just everything. It's it's uh, it's fun to see him playing well. Does it count as a full win? Because obviously Joaquin Neiman came in super cold to the playoff. He, you know, he didn't go hit any balls after regulation. God, Leonard was how about the deep fact on that block? Huh? First, uh, I, I gotta think first playoff in PJ Tour history between two survivors, two survivors mm-hmm. and two non-winners from last season. Non-winners from last season. No, didn't he's Joaquin win the? He's twenty nineteen. Really military tribute. But yeah. wasn't that the first event of? This, oh, no, he right. would have that played been played by Okay, disregard, disregard. Yeah. R.I.P. Jim Justice. Yeah, R.I.P. everyone. <laughs> Are we ready to go? Do I assume we want to go straight to JT next or anything else? Want to I want to talk about... The only other stat I had on Harris is, like, legitimately... Feet put him... No, <laughs> no just a very uh, simple one, but, like, six top tens in his last ten starts. Like, it's... Yeah. He's playing so, so good. This obviously shouldn't have been a uh, surprise to anybody. He's on a heater. Complete heater. Including a solo fourth at the U.S. Open. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and the win at the QBE shootout. I'd like to just admonish uh, admonish Golf Channel for cutting away from Cantlay. Oh, my God. What was that? <laughs> Cantlay hit it 75 yards over the 18th green, and uh, the drop was going to take forever. He might still be there taking a well, drop. Well, according to the PJ Tour app, he is. <laughs> <laughs> they cut away. They show up. He's putting from 10 feet for par, and he makes the putt. Is it like, oh, what an up and down. We never got to see where he dropped, where the relief was. I think they knew that Twitter was going to be up in arms wherever he got to drop that ball. But uh, that was that was, that was was a miss. Again, just shout out to the PGA Tour app. It, somehow it gets worse and worse and worse every year. I was going to excuse the golf channel because there were like at least five other players still on the golf course at that point, <laughs> yeah. and that's got to be really difficult to keep up with all that. So... All right, hot topic. Uh, this surfaced on Saturday evening. Uh, a hot mic caught Justin Thomas saying a the F word, the especially. Not uh, the one that's on Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, not the Nickelodeon one, the one that is definitely the one you do not want to say. Uh, we got a lot of questions related to this. I summed them up in four questions from people on Twitter, just also so I can check off that we read four questions on the air. <laughs> At Bogies on Deck, is JT canceled? At Amal Yannick, a lot more thoughtful question here. PGA Tour would be much better off with publicly releasing information on fines and suspensions, right? Kobe got fined 100K by the NBA for saying the exact same thing that JT said. At Storepork says, you guys still friends with JT. At Broom Axel, is JT actually sorry or just sorry he got caught? Lots to take in there. Who wants to go first? I can try to take a couple of these. I think, I, TC, I don't think he's canceled, right? Like, I don't. I don't think that's necessary yet. 
I definitely think he's sorry he got caught saying it. I'm sure there's a part of him, or I'm sure he is sorry he said it. This is a tough one. I, I think the four of us, you know, it, it's just a, an awkward topic, right, to bring four of us with our, our mindsets and backgrounds to it. it it's going to be a test for the PGA Tour, I think. I'm, I'm with whoever – it was the second question, I believe. I, I think the public – I think the PGA Tour should publicly do something, right? Uh, I, I believe JT should face some type of discipline. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm blabbering a little bit here. Somebody, somebody jump well, in. But I think going back to JT on the podcast, he said that he's very, he's vociferously against being uh, mic'd up. Yeah, being mic'd up on the course. And he laid out this scenario and like he's something like, hey, might there's get there's stuff I said, you know, there's stuff that I don't want people to. Hear. Well, it's like, all right, well, like maybe you need to look in the mirror and like not say that shit. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know, because if, if you're saying it in that moment, chances are you're saying it all the time when you're playing over at Grove Twenty Three with MJ, or you know what I mean. Like there's just it's it's. It, it's a reflection of probably what you're doing a lot of time. You know what? Maybe like, you know, it's probably a good learning experience for him. And and it did seem like he was genuinely, legitimately sorry. I thought it said something that he addressed it right after the round instead of letting agents do it. Yeah. Let, letting Steinberg and company do it, which we all know how they handle like Kucher and all that stuff and let it just marinate for four days until, and then it gets even worse. So I think for him, I mean, it seems like he addressed it head on, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, he he's gonna have to, you know, keep addressing it, and you know, probably probably make make a concerted effort to go beyond words, right? That is what I think. I, I would hope for his sake that he, and I don't think he would think this, but it it doesn't end today. It doesn't end yesterday. It doesn't end with the apology. He should be seeking out either advocacy groups or whatever. The, the, to your point, Randy, like the people that are most affected by this word is not us in this room, but he should be seeking out the opinions of people. Like, what can I do? What can I do? Absolutely. And we had a, there was a a, a gay golfer that DM'd Tron and I this afternoon, just kind of addressing Like, I hope you guys address this on the pod. And we talked about it a little bit back and forth. I asked some questions kind of for his opinion. And his overall takeaway was like, actually, the more I think about it, the more I think this can be a good thing. Like we can address this, like people will have more knowledge of knowing not to use these words, not to offend people, et cetera. I think we'd be having an entirely different conversation tonight if he had either doubled down and kind of given more of an apology, like, I'm sorry you're offended, or I'm sorry I got caught, which he did not. I think it would be more of a reflection of his character if that was the case, or if he had said it to someone else other than himself. I'm not here to excuse the behavior in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I just think that I don't know where to go next. It's right. He obviously was very, you know, felt horrible about it. It regrets it happening. I don't know what we do think next about you it. You got to give him time to right. make it right and figure it out. Right? right. I think, you know, really at the end of the day, like I, I don't begrudge somebody for lashing themselves. You can use all the profanity you want. I'm, I do it all the time, but just there's just certain words you can't use. Right. Man. Yeah. I think there's, I think maybe it's three things for me. I think one, it's, you know, weird that that's the word that was on the tip of the tongue and, and under the surface. I mean, I think like you said, Tron, you know, I say a lot of really bad shit on the golf course. I don't, I don't go to that one. And I think that brings me to the next point, which is like, it's really hard to weigh in on this without being morality guy. And I don't want to sit here and pretend like any of us don't say or do bad things. I don't really think any of us go to that word specifically, but listen, none of us are perfect. And, you know, I do think there was very genuine contrition and I, I mean, you can, whatever, you can read as much into the apology as you want, but I will read into the fact that he looked really genuinely embarrassed and probably felt really horrible. 
So, so, and I think the third thing, sorry, is something uh, Eamon Lynch said. It was kind of like a throwaway reply to somebody on Twitter, but it stuck with me that, you know, it's kind of the byproduct, it seems like, of people who would be offended by that word not really being in your orbit from day to day. And I just think about that. like, Amen. I just think about that in, in a way like compare this to, you know, the LPGA, which has a culture of there's a ton of openly gay players on the LPGA. I think everybody on that tour would probably know how offensive this word is because you're constantly interacting with those types of people. And so I think, you know, that it, it speaks to the sameness of the PGA Tour and what it's like out there all day, every day. There's not a lot of diversity. There's not a lot of diversity of ideas. There's not a lot of <laughs> diversity of backgrounds. There's there's a lot of that stuff. And so, listen, like, does the, any of that excuse, like, what he said? Of course not. And, you know, does any of that let him off the hook for – trying to carry the ball forward and actually do some good. I think everybody throws out the the Kobe example. Someone, I think Amal said that in the, in the question, but like everybody says that, you know, that that started this whole path to, you know, Kobe completely changing his mindset. And I think that goes to like, should he be fine? <laughs> like, yes, they deserve to die. You know, I hope they burn in hell. What but happened I to think, Reed? Like, I mean, Reed that, said the same thing. That was gonna be the last thing I was going to yeah. say is I don't want to not acknowledge like a massive double standard here in that Twitter was extremely quiet about this or golf Twitter, you know, media personalities, I think were really quiet about this. I think if it was Reed who got caught doing this, or if it was Grayson Murray who got caught doing this, but those are habitual. Listen, there, there would be a bit of a lifetime achievement award, but like (laughs) still like Reed, Reed said the same exact thing and people blew up and freaked out about it. And it's oh God, there's another example of this person being yada, yada, yada. And maybe that's true, but with JT, it's like, yeah, maybe he hasn't built up all that scar tissue, but man, we can't be, we can't pick and choose who we're, who we're castigating here. And he's, he's got a lot of work to do to try to make it right and, and prove it can't just be like, man, I'm really sorry. And like, please forget about this and I'm not no. going to do it again. It's got to be like, go fucking do something, man. Like, do yeah, something. I think Solly, that's what you had mentioned earlier. And what an opportunity too, for Justin Thomas with his prominence in the game and his platform and his social media falling like I, I think he could make uh, a, a real difference if, if he chose to right he, he could turn into an advocate when I was researching just trying to find some analysis of of the situation uh, I found an article by I think it's pronounced side CYD Ziegler who writes at Outsports and the article I read was, it's three years old, so it, it obviously doesn't pertain to the JT situation, but it, it, it kind of came after the Kobe Bryant situation. There have been a couple similar situations with the F-bomb in, uh, by NHL players, and he made the point, he's openly gay. He said a lot of times, I, I, I won't kind of congeal the whole article, but one of the big takeaways was a lot of times the people using that word don't mean it in a way that's like, I'm trying to exclude gay athletes or I am like, I hate gay people, right? It's just a word that has become synonymous with like, I suck or I'm, you know, which, which is terrible. And I'm not excusing that, but, but this was his point was the message that the person saying it, um, their intended use of the word is, is so far off of what people who are gay, when they hear that, how they receive the word. And and there's this chasm that opens up. And and really that's where it's like, yeah, I'm sure JT didn't really mean it in like a vicious, he hates gay people way. But like DJ, to your point, it's like, yeah, why is that on the tip of your tongue? And so I, I think net net, there's a lot of learning to be done. I hope, 
I, and I, I actually am confident that JT will will make the best of this. And, you know, like Kobe had warts, but I, I think in this specific area and, you know, towards the end of his life, he, he had really changed his public persona and, and really became an ally for certain people in certain groups. And so it'd be cool to see JT do that because I know, guys, there's no LGBT, like, allies on the PJ Tour. Like, you, you just don't see it. And so if, if this can kind of break no, open— there probably are a ton— but you don't ever hear from them. I think that's right. The or, or they're right? not marketed. Really it's not seen. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. One thing I don't, I hope doesn't happen is it's not like, see, like, this is why we can't have hot mics. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I, 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 I You're going like, to hear all the horrible <laughs> things we say. We're not doing that. <laughs> I was afraid to make that too big of a takeaway, but I also agree with that. I think, you know, we, when, I, people, you know, I was, when the kicking the guy out of the tournament thing happened, I was pretty much like, guys, I don't think this is that big of a deal. I think we should kind of move on from it. I do not think that about this. Like, I think this is two totally different categories. Yeah. And I hope people understand the difference in that. And the second thing was like, I talked to him some last night and, you know, the apology and the statements he's put forward are very consistent to also how he's talking about it privately. He's like, absolutely no excuse. Like, I fucked up. I got to own it. Like, I, and so yeah. even privately, like, that's exactly how he is thinking about it. So I, I, well, I think it says something too that like you, he didn't wait until he got back to his hotel room or what, like he came directly off the course and owned up to it. He yeah. didn't go, you know, he didn't get sat down by his agents and PR people and all that stuff. Like, I think that says something, but like going back to like F1, for instance, like Max Verstappen used, you know, what can be construed as a slur this year, like on the radio. And there was never any talk of like, See, like we can't we can't air these radio chats, yeah. you know? It's like it's a part of the, the sport and it's a part of it's going on on the playing field. Like it's germane to the production. I you know. I also want to go back before we kind of skip over it, but the this is a drum that we can keep beating that that probably will keep falling on deaf ears. But there's a, a big reason why I think people lobby for fines to be made public. And and there's gotta be a bit of like a a public uh catharsis, I think, that comes along with with something like this, because like I'm scanning through Twitter and NPR had a story about Justin Thomas today, like about this, like what, what, when's the last time you read a <laughs> run of the mill golf story on NPR? Like these are fairly transcendent, you know, stories. And it's like, I guess that goes back to actually like following up and kind well, it of just reinforces right, the but, stereotype that golf is yes. this closed off community when outlets like NPR, when they don't see any public, Right. Follow through right. by the tour. Really, really great week for golf all the way around. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> fucking nailed it this week. Yeah, like it's, Justin Thomas made four hundred ninety thousand dollars this week. Like I think a large fine is is appropriate, and but also on JT, like I would challenge him. It's easy for me to say I'm not the one writing the checks, but like find a cause that supports like an, an advocacy for you know for gay people for whatever kind of community that you think is some appropriate to learn from and make a concerted effort and send a message and saying like, I'd like to help whatever it is and find some cause to, to donate I mean, that to. I like, he should talk to Tad Fujikawa, right? Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of there some other prominent people in the game of golf, I mean, but shit, he's going to Honolulu next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I know. That's from. I had that in the back of my mind, especially had he won. Not that it erases anything. I know exactly, but it's like I I would have donated my DraftKings imaginary winnings. FYI, he would have won. Yeah, it's going to be through action, so we'll see. I thought people, you know, maybe it's a bit of a double standard with JT kind of being, you know, a a guy that is held in much higher regard than someone like Reed. But I felt like the reaction was fair to it. People were not happy and called him on it. I also think a lot of it was it happened at like 
10 o'clock on Saturday night. That too. Probably not as many people watching. But, but. it didn't feel like they were, people were in a huge hurry to cancel him. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. So, and I think it, to, to be clear, if he'd have come off and just like not owned it, I think we would be having a very different conversation yeah. right now. I think so, people are also yeah. like extremely exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> like, of just being, being, you know, just everything going on. Very well said. Uh, on a different note, have you guys made any New Year's resolutions? Lots. I'm looking forward to discussing them on the Trap Draw this oh, week. Oh, this week, okay. Trap Draw recording. Well, uh, this is a double promotion. Goals. Double promotion we got going here. We don't want to spoil too many of those. No matter what your golf resolutions are, uh, if you can't measure them, you can't improve it. Is that fair to say? Sure. That's why we got to have specific measurable process. And that's also why we use the Precision Pro Golf app to track all of our stats. A simple and intuitive design makes it easy to record your score and every stat from throughout your round. You saw us using it, of course, in the Taurus Sauce season, the Taurus Sauce Oregon season that just wrapped up. Uh, you can all, you can use the Precision Pro Golf app uh, to help you learn how far you hit each club. Uh, it's been a great help for Neil from what we've gathered. Best of all, it is completely free. Precision Pro Golf believes in measuring improvement, not just distance. So this year, uh, let Precision Pro Golf help you – Reach those golf-related New Year's resolutions. Go to precisionprogolf.com or search the App Store for the Precision Pro Golf app. And don't forget, while you're there, you can add one of their premium quality rangefinders to your bag for $20 off by using coupon code NOLAYINGUP, all one word. Swing with confidence, hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. I will say I had trouble using the app during our round of Pacific Dunes because I just... I, the the, the limit does not exist. <laughs> It does not the work well when you're shooting like 125. <laughs> a lot of, uh, what's that button that's in there? No shot at yeah. green and regulated. <laughs> yeah. Equitable stroke control was your friend on that day. Yes. Where I, we could go a lot of different directions next. I'd like to quickly cover Spieth and Butch Harmon. Apparently, according to Twitter and according to Golf Digest, according to Golf TV, uh, a thing now, which apparently is also not the case. Uh, there was a tweet that went out that, you know, conf- Golf Digest has confirmed that you know, Jordan Spieth and Butch Harmon are working together. That uh, technically is, true based on a very small time frame. It is. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, you know, I don't know the exact story, but what I've gathered, first of all, Butch Harmon categorically denied this on his Instagram screenshot of the golf. <laughs> Which TV is a tweet. funny sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screen- Which is very active on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Butch, Butch took to Instagram <laughs> to defend himself. Uh, he screen- screenshotted the Golf TV tweet to say, like, this is absolutely not true. The story as I know it is there's a tournament. I think that uh, Spieth was working on a couple things. Cameron McCormick couldn't make it out to Jordan or someone on his team with, you know, in conversation with McCormick. Had you know asked Butch to help him look at a couple things like, hey, I'm working on this. How's it look to your eye? Do you see this? Blah blah blah. They spent some time together on the range in Vegas, and that I believe to be the end of the story. Um, so I think it was very salacious and not telling the story to uh, the salacious. way it was presented by golf. You sound like Steiny. Golf dies. <laughs> That's the next topic. But uh, golf di- golf TV had issued a clarification on it, which still didn't explain it, and they left the tweet up that says that they're working together, confirmed working together. Uh, and everyone ran with it as they predictably would. They need so. to change it to worked together. Golf Channel, yeah. I think, even picked it up. And um, yeah, everyone was very, very quick to jump on some news. Eamon Lynch wrote an article about the PJ Championship <laughs> potentially moving. Someone in New Jersey picked it up. Jersey.com. Jersey.com picked it up. That it was moved. And then all of everywhere is like, no, they, it's moved. See this New Jersey article? It's just a mess. This is why aggregators can't be trusted. <laughs> Cannot be trusted. No, same thing happened this week. I said that. Uh, you know, TC broke the news that the, the mm, WGC Mexico exactly. is decamping from Chapultepec. 
And going to Florida, I said likely Naples. It turns out in the that day that the concession, which we can get into that, oh god, uh, wrote a big ass check, and they're actually hosting it this year. And I think they're going to take it international after that. But it already gotten aggregated, and all these people from Naples. Oh, it's coming here! It's coming here! It's not coming there. My it's, favorite thing, if I. Quick side note, whenever TC breaks any kind of <laughs> legitimate news, I always love that he'll, he'll throw in some line that's so stupid so that everybody who retweets it, <laughs> I guess, it's also. The it's the best. I, I think you said something like, shout out to my hitters, Grupo Salinas and Geronimo, or something like that's that. That's Maybe laugh. It's pretty like hard. the wet bandits or exactly. the bandits. It's like my calling card. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to see it leave Chapultepec. That's that the was worst, a significant bummer. Why, why is it leaving? I think Grupo Salinas is really struggling. Well, yeah, I, 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 obviously because of their industry that they're in, that we all know, it's not vague <laughs> at all what they do. So we definitely could well, tell. It's a shared model for, for yeah, prosperity. Of course, COVID has destroyed that industry. So <laughs> no, I think one of their banks that they own is suffering greatly because the U.S. was like, "Yo, you y'all are just like laundering so much money, and like you can't do that." But what does that you know do to Mexico's image in front of the world? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, the only, only thing I can, or only connection I can make is just. It's exorbitantly expensive to sponsor these WGCs and getting more and more so. So I would I would assume in a you know these uncertain times, it's probably a fairly easy thing to cut. I hate that. I that hate was, that. That was yeah. absolutely hate it. By far the best WGC. I, I think one of the three best non-major tournaments. Non-major non-players. I mean, I think that's that's top of the heap for me. Absolutely love that tournament. If, if we riot if the <laughs> next one players, yeah, if the next one doesn't, is sweet. Go international, right? Because there's now going to be. I get it. 2021. I, yeah, I get 2021. COVID year, yeah. whatever. Like they're going to have three in the U.S. But the WGCs are soulless as it is. Going to concession is like I can't wait to see the tour pros at, at concession. I think they're going to hate it. There's so many guys. They're gonna there's so many guys on Twitter. It. Well, yeah, it's, it's the highest slope rating in, in Florida. Like, cool, man. It, they are going to just flip out at those greens. I don't know where the tour is going to find pinnable space on those greens because they I, won't put I've it anywhere been, that's anywhere controversial. They're going to have to slow it down. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Members play it faster. <laughs> Members will 100% uh, play I've it never faster. been in concession. I don't really know much about it. Well, uh, it's it's Mr. Nicholas. Well, no, I know. Of course, <laughs> I know the backstory. Of course, I know the backstory. They're, they're tribute to themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being class acts. <laughs> I played like eight <laughs> holes out there with Azinger, and oh it is, God. it is, I've never, like, I don't know if I've ever enjoyed a golf course less. Like, it's just so freaking Zinger's going to love it, though. Yes, he might It love might it. be oh, sweet, man. then. Maybe people get punched in the face. You're standing yeah. on this tee, you get so nervous, you can't <laughs> spit. I'll, I'll reserve judgment, then. Exactly. It, yeah, it has a chance to be a beautiful disaster. Where do you guys want to see it go as it? Australia, Australia would Australia. be would be great. Obviously, I don't know. That's <laughs> watch everybody skip it. It's a tough one to you know shoehorn into the Florida swing, going from whatever I, I, whatever it would be Bay Hill to I know Melbourne. I know Randy's holding players. out for King Abdullah <laughs> Economic City. That's that's yeah, at the T top of my list. TPC Royal Greens. WGC Bonesaw, as I believe you glossed it on Twitter. These these PJ guys do not know how. Good of views of uh, <laughs> breathtaking views of the, the Dead Red Sea, the, the Red, Red Sea, sea. <laughs> that that you can have. Uh, Remember the photo that they did with the, all the guys in different football jerseys, like hiking a football in front of the Red Sea. <laughs> I do not remember that. Really? No. Oh, man, I'm going to pull it up. I, I think I think the tour with their new strategic alliance. I think they should take it to Cran-sur-Cier in oh. Switzerland. Mm. Well, they already have a tournament there. Okay. I know, but that that's out. Or or play two there. But I think I'd love to see the tour guys play that course. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see what they do because it's like I feel like the the WGCs are what are where they have the opportunity to, you know, a I think they should make the Tour Championship Memphis. Then you free up another WGC right there, and then you could have you could stay in Austin and then you do you know everything else. Texas has too many golf tournaments as it is. They have a lot, a lot, a lot of golf tournaments. Mike Wan is out as the God, commissioner. That was this week. I know this like has been the craziest two weeks week. Ago. He is no longer at some point in 2021 uh, will be removing, resigning, uh, removing himself, resigning from his role as commissioner of the LPGA. Originally planned to be there four years, spent 11 years uh, as DJ is pulling up the picture of watch this <laughs> oh, is, uh, during the Super Bowl. Patrick Reed hiking the ball to <laughs> Dustin Johnson nothing, in a Travis Kelsey jersey. Nothing says Niners Chiefs <laughs> like the kingdom. Yeah. Well, uh, it looks like Brooks is ready to rush off the edge. He is built like a linebacker. He is. Um, Mike Wan moving on thoughts on this. It was, it uh, sucks. it sucks. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a outpouring of good words, well wishes, congratulations to by everybody involved with the LPGA tour. I mean, what, I mean, that speaks to obviously the, the job he's done and, and how all of the constituents, I think, respect him and have really, um, appreciated the, his leadership and the mess that he walked into. Yeah. There. I mean, it was thing was failing basically and he he you know stepped up and and shout out to carolyn bivens yeah that was a tough scene tough huh? scene and more than uh, almost doubled the purse money that was given out over the course of, like in 2020 i think it was 70 something million dollars when yeah. he came in it was 40. and then i mean the job that he's done with with like the schedule last year of getting the the, the reynolds event getting the one up at uh, up at inverness um the schedule for this year like it seems like you know everybody's just been blown away by the you know and every time we've met him he's been so personable and like there's something that we always feel like when we go to an lpga event when we go to really any other event it's like everybody everybody there is is hey how can we help you how can we his touch is everywhere yeah that's what i was gonna say is that i've never i don't think i've ever met him never really spent any time with him but i'm a i'm a big admirer from afar have listened to the couple times maybe once or twice twice, he's been on the podcast and listened to him on other pods and stuff and I talk about someone who's who's dedicated to the process. It feels like everything is just like the, the way he talks about sponsors and all of that stuff is just so. For whatever reason, when he explains it, I'm like, God, that makes so much sense. And when every other executive in any other <laughs> job explains it, I'm just like, Fuck you, man! <laughs> Stop showing commercials. Whereas when he explains, it, I'm like, God, that's that's the way to handle it. That makes so much sense. It's he, so confident with absolutely no ego to it. Yeah, is that uh, like it, it's it, just like honest and transparent? Yes. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Competent, which is yeah. you know s- severely <laughs> lacking, which stands out world. because yeah. it's it's uh, that's yeah. why I'm like, yo, so go, rare. go be the CEO of the USGA. And yeah. people have said, hey, he's not he's not like a golf guy. Like like I've, I've seen him floated as MLS mm-hmm. uh, commissioner, uh, a few other things, but it's like that's an interesting job. I think almost having a non blue blood golf person would be the best thing that the USGA could possibly do. I heard that floating around and then I heard a decently well placed source that thinks it, he will be the next CEO of the USGA. I am hmm. just, that is very firmly in the rumor category, but someone that I would think would have an idea of it was like, I think it's going to be him. He doesn't know anything. He's just like, I think yeah. that would make a lot of sense. So it'll be interesting to see where the LPGA goes as well. I think that's the other piece of the uh, the news, and I, I don't have any good rumors there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he, it could be Big Randy. 
You've been a big advocate <laughs> on Twitter. Me, people. We're making a people's push. You yeah. already have been changing Golf Channel's graphics package. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tell us about that. <laughs> you're, you're, you know. Randy was getting in asses this week. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the LPJ board really should turn to uh, North Florida here. Ran- Randy already acts like a founder. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, well, first of all, it wasn't just me, but uh, Golf Channel put up a Thursday night graphic about golf's biggest events, and it was every... PGA Tour major plus the players plus the FedEx Cup playoffs uh, plus the Olympics and the the Ryder Cup and the Ryder Cup and I mean so predictably it pissed off a lot of people Um, and so they were just taking heat I I, honestly I kind of missed it Thursday night because it's late it was coinciding a little bit with the coverage and you weren't watching golf (laughs) (laughs) let's be honest I wasn't watching and so I woke up Friday and saw it and it's just like Jesus, people, you just last month was the whole women worth watching hashtag, which I know to us felt disingenuous. And I think this is just a prime example of why we felt that way back in December. It's like, yeah, it sounds great for that one week a year when you're in the spotlight. And, you know, there were decisions made that week that had people like, really, are are women worth watching? Are your actions meeting, you know, meeting your words? And this was just another example and so the, I think by the next that night Friday night they had they redid the graphics and it was all of a sudden it was men's golf super season or something and then they showed women's golf super season. But I do think it's an interesting point and, and somebody made this point to me that I kind of congratulated them uh, for course correcting at least getting back to like baseline where they're hey men and women you know they both have big events and somebody was like. Yeah, like that's just back to like zero though, right? Like how big of an opportunity would have been to like at least throw in the Solheim Cup, right? For the because legitimately that's the event this year I think I'm most looking forward to. Like that, the Ryder Cup and the Solheim Cup, honestly. And um, it's why they can't call it the season championships though either because because it's two cups. Yeah. Mm. So it was it was just um, you know a a classic own goal uh, and, and just more more that just makes you think, man, you guys just pay lip service when it's necessary. So. The only thing I would say to that is the women worth watching thing I said squarely goes on the USGA. And I know the NBC was kind of touting it. Like sure. Golf Channel was in partnership with the USGA. But the head of Golf Channel was on the – Well, Molly Solomon the, – exactly. Yeah. Was right. on the, she was on the forum. I just want to make sure that the USGA gets blamed for the women <laughs> yeah, worth watching sure. thing because yeah. that was terrible. But, but the Golf Channel was like, hey, yeah, that's us. We, <laughs> you know, we're living that. And it's like, ah, are you? <laughs> it kind of uh, reminds me – it's a very simple truth that like in order for – uh, things to change, maybe some things have to change. <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine and, that. And that, that's that's kind of where a lot of this seems like it comes to. We down can't just to keep is, talking about it. It's just so many people are just like, you know what? Like now, it's it's different. It's like, well, nothing has changed. <laughs> Nobody in a position to make a change has made one fucking change. So maybe right. that's why nothing's changed. I wonder right. if that could be it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Keep gosh. getting them big, Randy. Keep getting in their ass. <laughs> you want to feel old? The Lisa Cornwell thing was also this week still. <laughs> Well, so that that made it even more delicious. It, it just, you know, eh, whatever. You guys want to talk some uh, Tiger documentary, HBO? I'd love to. Hell yeah. I watched it this afternoon. You know. It's airing right now, but uh, we have some friends that know some people in Hollywood. Uh, DJ Pi <laughs> knows some people and got us a... Uh, Got us a screener that Big Randy also didn't watch. So DJ Pie's on the on the uh, <laughs> on the Warner board. He's on the HBO Supermax. I, I, I wanted to bring the Everyman perspective <laughs> to the podcast. Well, what's your question? 
okay, honest question. I've seen you're the moderator of this panel. Yeah, no, I did that. It act, I think it actually makes for good content. You know, I had, <laughs> thank you for your service. <laughs> <So selfless, right? laughs> I'd seen uh, a few people tweeting about the documentary. Some other folks that had watched it early, and I was surprised to see kind of the uniform reaction of, "Oh man, they just they're they're just dog and tiger. It's not good." And so I guess that's where I'll start with. What were you, what was your takeaway? Is that fair? Were, were the people that you were reading this from also in a content partnership with Tiger Woods? <laughs> May I, I forget who it was? There's a lot of golf digests seem to be pushing that. Oh, okay. That's they had to get called out. Something big, big shot Bob Lucetich, I think. Called out the editor who's in the doc. Who's in the documentary? <laughs> Neither here nor there. The McRib, the, the originator yeah. of the McRib. Yeah, he called out Golf Digest for like not disclosing the content partnership as they wrote up a like pretty scathing review of the document <laughs> <laughs> of the documentary on the uh, on the website. Well before, like well before it was going to come out, like clearly getting in front of the story, it, it, it smelled fishy from the get go. I think it all comes about down to expectations. Totally, right? and I'll, I'll start, I guess, with. First of all, the film critic here. He watched yeah, 100 movies of, last year. Of course. First of all, listen, anybody can have any review of this they want. They, they may have had very different opinions. No, than I, I called, than I called I everybody who had a differing opinion <laughs> possibly an idiot. <laughs> no, you had a better word, but I can't remember what Tron it was. Tron bottom-lined it. Uh, it. So, first of all, other, other reviews be damned, but I can't stress how much that wasn't my takeaway. After watching both parts... <laughs> I mean, I know only part one aired tonight and part two is much, much more about... And part one's harmless. <laughs> very harmless, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, it goes... It's it's not kind to Earl, but I don't think... I don't think it's possible think to that's be the kind first, to Earl. I don't think that's the first piece of media to uh, have that have that opinion. But part two is much more about the the downfall, the scandal, the injuries, the substance abuse, the all kinds of that stuff. And... I actually, my takeaway was that it, it is like weirdly sympathetic to Tiger, I thought. I mean, I thought it does a great picture of kind of reflecting on what golf never reflects on, which is like, hey, yes, of course, this guy is and was the best person to ever do this. He he was superhuman at golf. That's amazing. Let's, I, I think that's been covered, you know? I think we've, I think we've given that its due. <laughs> Not enough people just like plain, bold typeface acknowledge the fact that like, yo, he also went through the most public scandal in human fucking history as well. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Bill Clinton's on the cat on that yeah. Mount Rushmore, well, but like. Depends on what the definition of is. <laughs> great point. Uh, but like, he, yeah, he also went through that. So like, and he also. And then like a DUI and got a ma- Yeah, had too. like drug addiction issues. And he also had many 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 back surgeries and he also had got the chipping yips and he also lost his dad who we just covered in part one was like this massive influence and it's just in order to truly i don't want to sound like a hippie but like in order to truly truly say like you can appreciate who he is and what he's done and all that stuff like you have to acknowledge deeply all the shit that he's been through i think it makes some of the Success that much more impressive. Hundred right, thousand percent. It, it all yeah. comes back to I don't know. I don't think this is a spoiler because it's, it's it's kind of what they lead with in the, in the start. Is, it says we always try to make him out to be more than he is, and that goes back to Earl. And it goes yeah. back to that initial thing that Earl said, where he's like, "Yeah, he's like the Messiah. He's going to do more than humanity <laughs> yeah. than like Gandhi." And yes, yeah. maybe that was a lot to put. That's on his a shoulders. lot to handle. And then and then there's you see how maybe that would make you wobble a little <laughs> bit. And then there's stuff in there where like, you know, like Earl's given lessons to 
to women on the range, and then he's going into this RV, like Tiger's right there putting, and he's banging these women. Oh, the yeah, they don't say that. Cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. They're having cocktails in the RV. I'd like to give a shout out to, the, to Drew, Joe Groman, the assistant pro. <laughs> who, uh, shit. Sh- oh, shit. They're not going to like this. Like, Sorry, act, Chip. Acting stunned that he's got to talk about like the skirt chasing. I didn't think you were going to ask me about, about yeah. that. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk to me about my assistant <laughs> pro career at the, <laughs> the Navy golf course here, but... No, shit, I guess I got to talk about this. I think, all right, so where I came out was, was there a ton of new stuff in there for those of us that read the book? Like, I, And we've reviewed the and book. And what book? To say what book? Tiger Woods. Okay. Although if you read the Golf Digest article, it just calls it Tiger, which is not the correct name of the book. Which is Armin Katayan and Jeff Benedict. Sure. Yeah. Came out maybe two years ago. And DJ and I listened to the audio book on a big road trip. and it, couldn't, couldn't put it down. But it, so I, for somebody like Tiger Woods, who has had – so many rumors and stories out there about like, oh, I heard he was doing this. I heard this. I heard this. For me to have everything laid out by people that are willing to like have done the research and to swear by that these things happened, like the Kill House thing was always mythological in my mind. I'm like, yeah, I, I know like rumors are that he was doing this. I didn't like, even throw that out there. Right. He, he talked about how he was going to retire yeah. and literally join the Navy SEALs. Which would have been That's sick. unbelievable. But Nobody so I, grasps how crazy that is. <laughs> So this doesn't like, imagine break- Harris English re- walked off today. It was like I love this game, but like I'm hanging it up, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna become a Navy SEAL. Now imagine if Harris English had 80 more fucking wins, and then he did that. Nobody talks about how crazy that is. So like to have it all actually laid out on a timeline and all contributing to telling the telling the story of the guy like what how how did this all happen like how did he because the well, golf feels secondary the it whole is time. it's totally yeah. secondary and you know how it basically does I think a great job of documenting like when his maturity stopped and it, it's like an a it's a I don't know who's theory this is or whatever, but the age of when you become famous is when your maturity level, you can't mature past that at, at, at a lot of different levels. Like you can't, life stops being normal. You stop dealing with the same everyday adversity and same everyday problems. And you just are stuck in that mode. So like hearing some of his mistresses, and this is a spoiler for part two, but just talk about like him eating cereal and watching cartoons in the morning was just like, oh fuck, that's sad. Like that hit me as just like, this guy is just not... Like never had a chance to, and it's part of its own doing. Like you, that's what the money's for. Like you didn't have to be this corporate, like image. You did not. You could have. You know, there's a lot of famous athletes that have chosen not to go that route, and he did. But it does kind of just shine a light on like, whoa, this is the story of this guy's life, and it seems pretty complete and fair. To I me. thought it was. I was blown away at how positively and and almost like friendly the mistresses. Recalled everything. They're like, yeah, yeah, like we, I really like Tiger. Like, you know, like we, you know, like there, there was no maliciousness or like ill will there. It was like, hey, like, you know, we're, there's enough space now between what happened and, and like, I'm, I'm, we'll talk about it. But like, like I thought at the end of, of, of the first part where Uchatel comes in and, She's like, wait, so what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> that was so lame. I <laughs> that was so yeah. stupid. Yeah. That's, that, 100% agree. So but, I, I, I saw that. I was like, DJ would have never let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah. So then then I was expecting part two to be a lot more slanted and, you know, just 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 like, like Steiny's word, salacious. And I think at the end of the day, it's like, A, like you guys didn't participate at all. So I think like the fact that it was as fair and and – you know, upfront and factual as it was, is like, that's a credit to yeah 
all the producers, in my opinion. That's what I was going to say is I think that there's a couple of big things you got to acknowledge, which is <clears throat> one, I think the natural comp everybody was going to make was the last dance. This is definitely not that because it's not that in scale. It's not that in Straight scope. It's not that. In <laughs> I took that personal. <laughs> if you wanted to make it a last dance kind of thing, you'd have to, it would have to be eight parts long at least. Uh, right. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like yeah. it could be 20 parts long, yeah. I think, but it's like, if you're going to do that, which brings me to the second acknowledgement you got to make, like you have to have buy-in from, like think about who's not in this documentary. I was going to say, the, peop- the, the, the biggest critique I think you can have is the people that are speaking throughout it are probably, uh, you know, of the top 100 people you would want to yeah. hear from, Steve Williams is probably the only one that's in yeah. there that's like, oh, yeah, like that. It's, and maybe it's, Rachel, it's all bit tell. players except for Stevie and, and you could tell. one or two other people. That's like, right. I, think the, I, I think the guy from the Navy golf course was actually a, a good source. I'd never right, heard yeah. from him before. You I thought know? Pete McDaniel was great too. Yeah. yeah. There was a couple things, and maybe we talk about this next week, but yeah, there's a lot in part two, I think, to unpack. But I mean, going back on that, it's like one of the things that made The Last Dance so awesome. And of course, like there were trade-offs to this. Like I'm sure that Michael Jordan had things cut out of The Last Dance. I mean, I'm sure his finger was on the scale at least a little bit for that. But what you got out of that was like, you know, Oh, uh, Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas were rivals. Okay, cool. Let's hear from Michael Jordan and let's hear from Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And let's hear them talk about that. Whereas in this, it's like Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson had a great rivalry. Here's Tiger hitting a f- six iron into number seven at Augusta. And like, that's it. <laughs> like, you don't get yeah. to hear from them. You don't get to hear the color, or yeah. the context, but it's like none of his peers are in the no. Nick Faldo was yeah. the only one yeah, Faldo. willing to go on from a, like actual professional golf perspective. And Rocco, I guess, which Rocco's in it. <laughs> Rocco's like, Grayson's sweatshirt yeah. or sweater, too. <laughs> That's a tough look. Which Rocco's only, they only use like 30 seconds of Rocco. It's crazy. But he, uh, yeah, so you don't have any of his peers. So that makes all the golf stuff struggle. Like there's, they woefully can't explain, you know, how and why he is not only the best of all time, but like, heads and shoulders above the other bests of all time. You know what I mean? So you don't have any golfers, so you can't do that. You don't have no Tiger. You don't have... Nobody in Tiger camp. Steinberg. You don't have Butch. You don't have Hank Haney. You don't have Sean Foley. You don't have Elon, obviously. You don't have like... Chris Como. Phil. You don't have Como. You don't have JT talking about the last few years. You don't have any of this stuff. And it's like... You had Marco Mira's wife, which was Yeah, she didn't have Mark. And so it's like... You know, in order for them to actually put out, so I guess backing up, I thought they kind of tipped their hand on what it was with the intro sequence where, so you have Earl speaking at the Haskins dinner, which is like a semi-famous speech where, you know, I'm sorry, I get a little emotional when I talk about my son, yada, yada, yada. And they have this great montage of all these golf moments. And then they end this montage. It's basically like the hero, welcome to the tiger documentary shot is him in the holding cell in Jupiter and it's the police video and it's like, okay, like that's your big, like boom music swelling. Like that's your moment. And that's the shot you chose to use. It's like, yeah, okay. I see what you're doing. Here. Like that's, that's the tone. That's the tone. And so it's like when you've, when you're limited by all these things, I would, these are all massive assumptions, but I think when you're limited by all those things and you can't get into the golf specifics and you can't get into all these other like hyper, hyper specifics of his life, you got to kind of try to, you know, create like a a character sketch a little bit and you got to have some sort of angle and some sort of bent. And it's like, yeah, that's one that hasn't really been told in a documentary before. 
it was told in great detail in the book, which they used heavily. But like all the other quote unquote documentaries are just their Wikipedia pages, right? Like yeah. here's Tiger hitting the shot at the Canadian Open. So and I was, here he is at Firestone. So I was kind of glad they didn't leg do and, all the yeah. all the you know the, the frame by frame golf shots because a they didn't have footage rights to any of those. I'm sure the tour wouldn't. Play I think ball no, I them. think they did. They, they had did? plenty of stuff from Firestone and Bay Hill because that was a big takeaway for me. It was like how how little. And we'll probably talk about this in a different context later in the pod, but how little stuff there was from PGA Tour events, but how little that mattered because the only events that really matter are the majors. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. And it was like the it was the US Open or it, it was the USAM and then stuff from the Masters, stuff from the US Open. Uh one of the kind of the big ones was the 06 British Open after Earl had died. Um Which, got, God, the that puffs shot. of dust and the dirt. Dude, coming that up. shot's heartbreaking when Tiger just like sinks into Stevie and Stevie's like kind of keeps trying to end the hug and Tiger just won't end it. It's like there's that's and then that's you tough. see Sergio's outfit. Yeah, really tough. Tweety bird. <laughs> really tough. Well, let me ask you this. Did you learn anything? Or was it just a kind of everything you had picked up through different books and and mainly the Tiger Woods book? It it was just brought to the screen and, and brought to life. To- totally the the latter. Okay. For me. I mean it was like there was nothing in there that really wasn't in the book, I didn't think. I, I would say I learned a lot in the book. So if you yeah. haven't read the book, yeah, yeah, I think exactly. you would definitely learn from watching this. And I, that's, that's I think you just learned yeah. about like the girlfriend stuff. The first girlfriend, I think, tells so much of the story, right? That you know, she of, didn't even of know. a very small specific story, yeah. right? Yes. Like not like the theme, Tiger Woods no. story, yeah. but like of the story they're trying to tell. Yes. I don't know if that difference makes no. sense, but she like she kind of lost me though when she said I didn't even know we had a golfing team. <laughs> but that like, speaks to like golfing their team. relationship because she didn't even know he was famous. She like went to yeah. the LA Open with him when he was playing to make his first PGA signing Tour autograph. He's signing autographs and she's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and I think that that is very, that signaled to me like, all right, that is, this is the end of me as a, like, like as a kid. And they have all kinds of home videos of hers, of him dancing, like getting ready to go to prom. And he just like is laughing up a storm. He's and the he's happiest on the, person on He's earth. on the ground playing a fake saxophone. And like, I've never seen that from Tiger. And that's because the second he like turns professional, like that all went away. And it, he became this corporate, I don't want to say stooge, but like this representative of all these brands and lost so much personality along the way. I thought it was Cyborg. interesting too, a little yeah. bit how, you know, Nike, Nike right off the bat pushed him to all the racial stuff mm-hmm. right off the bat. Cause I thought that was kind of an important theme or important juncture there of like, Hey, like they, they took the microphone kind of away from Tiger a little bit or said, Hey, you, you have to talk about this. And, and I don't, but it, wasn't it, that a burning, like, it wasn't that so much fuel for Earl, especially well, it, and Tiger, but it was, it was Earl. It didn't seem like that was ever Tiger, but Tiger was kind of thrust into that. I mean, I could be totally wrong on that. No, but. I mean, he downplays, you know, he, you know, they, they touch on it. And there's, what's, the, I forget the other documentary that's out now about, it's basically like race and Tiger. I forget, you know, what it's, what yeah. it's actually called, but it just, it is half an hour, an hour long, just talking about like a lot of perspective from a lot of different people on, you know, how Tiger views his race and doesn't want to call himself black and all that. Like, that gave a lot a, of time to the Cobblin Asian moment. It did. That, Which, that, thinking about the Cobblin Asian thing, it's given a lot of, a lot of letters. To Asian, not as many letters to. It might just the, be a phonetic thing. The just Caucasian, the, to, the black, know. or the sure. uh, or the Indian. You know? Yeah. So it, it's it's complicated <laughs> in that in that regard. <laughs> just saying. I but, will. So the golf stuff. I think a five minute sweep by anybody that knows golf would have helped that tremendously. If you are a golf nut, 
A lot of yeah. stuff drove me nuts. <laughs> so many of the shots are like out of sequence. Yeah. They're dubbing in the wrong. Especially the ones at Augusta. Oh, the Augusta ones drove me nuts. The They dub in the wrong sounds for a lot. He's like hitting like a little wedge shot and it's a driver sound with it. And like that is just, it's nails on a chalkboard a little bit. But, and, and not to advance too far ahead to part two and not to spoil it, but it's like, if you're wanting this to all crescendo into like this wonderful happy ending and feel like the build up to this incredible comeback, the comeback feels much more like an epilogue to the story. And that's, I think, just the byproduct of the timing. It's, it's too much stuff for too small yeah, of a hole, yeah. right? Like, it's just, this is a, I mean, it's the a comeback. Full, came I would watch a 40 hour version of this, right? If and you got to cram the, it into three. If anything, the comeback feels like it should have been part three. Yes. Yeah. You exactly. Know, it should have been another yeah. 90 minute and thing. And I, w- I would agree with, I didn't really read many reviews, but I'm sure a lot of them would say that like they, they spend so much time knocking him down and, and don't really give enough credit to him actually dragging himself out of the out of the mud and but on that, coming all the way back. On that they note, they do they like they say all the things, right? They say yeah. at the at the, the It just dinner. feels small. It, it feels does. hollow or whatever. So it's tough critique because it's like, yeah, they talk about him saying at the at the champions dinner, like, I'm done playing. Talk about he couldn't get out of bed. Talking about his his daughter finding him on his back. Like talking about how bleak the scene looked. The DUI they spent a ton of time on. Like it definitely feels like it's not gonna happen. But they almost kind of zoom to like, oh yeah, now he's in contention here. Well, right. I thought it was crazy when in 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 again, we'll talk about part two next week mostly. But like the when Armin Kantean's just like, yeah, and he, he just you know he was in the throes of this unbelievable drug problem and and like addiction. Like that was the only time they yeah. didn't even like. Yeah. He just leaves that one sentence there, and then they're like on to the next thing. I did want to give a shout out to Tiger's kindergarten teacher. Yeah, she was, she was she was bodying people. She was yeah. awesome. She was basically like, "Fuck you, Earl." Yeah. <laughs> like you know, Tiger was saying he wants to play more, play other sports. You know how I got to hear more from? Uh, I mean, just one of the goats. People forget Gary Smith. Yeah. Oh, he was he was a, a ray of light. Uh, yeah. The Monty music. Why, why they had to do I don't that? Know why they did that? Yeah. That, was <laughs> that was brutal. The they did most dickish thing I think, almost like the British like sad trombone. <laughs> As Monty's walking down the fairway, yeah, that was, that so, was so, unnecessarily so unnecessarily mean. God, and then cat's uh, sunglasses. Oh my god! Throughout the entire thing, like from the moment he's you know a teenager all the way through to you know his mid forties. Like the some of the worst sunglasses, and they never get any better or any worse. It's just just differing levels of bad. This was more of a part two kind of oh seven to to two thousand ten uh, segment. But my wife Justine had a great question that I posed to the group uh, out of nowhere, which was why why did he wear so much neon green? <laughs> so much neon green uh, and leather too. He wore like <laughs> leather jackets and stuff. I would say. To anyone that says this is too salacious, which is I've only heard coming from Team Tiger, the text messages were not read. And the text messages are like the greatest, like it's not even like, I don't even, I don't know. I didn't think about that. I probably don't, like salacious, it probably is salacious, but it's out there. Like it's public. It's not like. The voicemail's not on there. It's not on there. Like the details are not (laughs) quickly there. And that would be easy or clickbait to it. And it's not in there. And I think it is probably part of the story, but they do a great job of like I've only read the text messages or heard the you know the, that stuff and I've never heard like Rachel you could tell say like I I need you and only you right now until I read this book and it was like oh that's what at least a part of their relationship was like that makes me feel a little bit differently about things um, not that I excuse any of it but I'm like oh like that is not the the way I had understood it so 
yeah, I, I, I think at the end of the day for me, I just, I expected, even during Tiger's most vulnerable, embarrassing episodes, I, I didn't feel shame for him as much as I just felt bad for him, yeah. right? And wanted him to like- Brutally, uh, awfully bad. Yeah, and, and like, yeah. And, and, and you're not, you know, shame on you or you're not like, it's just like, yo, like, dog, like, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. It makes me feel a lot better. Could have yeah. gone another way. It yeah. feels like. Yeah, and 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 to me, that like understanding all of that makes the comeback and makes all of that feel that much more powerful and that much cooler. So I think, in a certain sense, you know, and 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 hoping this is the case, it's like in a certain sense, it feels like since we're still in the midst of the comeback and 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 of that, you know, happy ending. Um, no pun intended there. <laughs> no, but like, but like, since we're still in the midst of of that positive ending, it seems like hopefully we're still living that, and they didn't need to draw on that that much more. If that makes sense. I will say my wife was into it big time. I mean, after part one last night, we watched it last night. And part two, she's like, "Can we watch part two? Like, so I I, I don't yeah. think it's intended for golf fans, and it's yet it's no, also that was my not, biggest takeaway. It's not like it, horrifically salacious that it's like cheap TV in no, any way I, either. It was I just totally interesting. Agree. I thought it, it hit a pretty good balance. I I think there's we should acknowledge probably that there's some debate on whether when you can't get that many people to participate and when whether it's worth doing whether it's worth doing and or whether it's worth waiting until the story kind of has an ending mm-hmm. or. I would or whatever. Say it, f- it does feel unfinished, right? Like you were saying, you don't really know how the rest of the career is going to go. If there is a rest of the career and all that stuff, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think this will ever happen. If I had to bet yes or no, I would bet no. But I'm thrilled and delighted at the idea or the dream of a Last Dance style pod that Tiger is involved in, that he's willing to talk about, you know, even if it's not everything, at least – the bulk of some of these very, very, very public things. And because I think once you get Tiger, you get, like I mentioned JT. I mean, like imagine JT talking about what the last few years have been like. And like you have all these these generations of people who have said like, oh, I started playing golf because of Tiger. And that has changed golf in astronomical ways. You don't hear from one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, imagine filling all that in, hearing Phil talk about God knows what, hearing like, I, I just, God, it would be so good if they could ever do like a proper last dance style run at this. I would say on the flip side of what, like, was this worth making? I would ask the same thing to the golf channel one that was essentially just that a, was that was the Wikipedia page. That yeah, was like that was the ESPN a, one you said? Was it the ESPN or the one was that was the ESPN like or Christmas Golf like two years ago or New Year's yeah. like two yeah. years ago? It was like and next like, up at the Valspar Championship, <laughs> it was like, PJ Tour yeah. produced. Yeah. It was terrible. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. And it's like that that's on the other side of yeah. it is like you guys had, you know, this is the most vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I thought the saddest part of the whole thing was was the chipping yips. Oh, that shit was awful to watch. They didn't even. I they felt didn't that even so deeply. Share some of the yeah. chips on there that were so 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 bad. The one he bladed into the stands in Phoenix. <laughs> that, the, that people thought he did it on purpose. Fun loving Tiger did that on purpose. He laughed afterwards. Yeah. It was intentional. Most of my no dog. <laughs> most of my most of my heavy takes are are for part two. I shared I a lot of my part two takes. I think like but. just like I, every time I see. Billy Payne's face. Oh, that, that was God. a wanna, big, big, big takeaway. I want to jump it? through the screen and punch oh, the shit out Brian of Brian Gumble destroyed Billy Payne, and <laughs> yeah. it was yes. awesome. Yeah. Uh, every time I see Jim Gray, yeah, I, I want to jump through the screen and, and that. Uh, what was what Faldo? about every time you see that uh, the Taiwanese animation? Oh, that was another note I had <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from the night of the fire hydrant thing. 
Um, and then Faldo talking about the sol the solar cycles. Yeah. When he's getting ready to win the Masters. What are you? Just shut up, Faldo. Seriously, it really highlighted how dumb and that then, was. And I'm, then, I'm laying out on Faldo. At least he was willing to do it. No other golfers were willing to do and it. And then lastly, the... Um, uh, so I thought they put the the DUI arrest into really good context after the 2017 Masters Champions dinner. Like, yeah, I think they they did set the stage of like, yo, he was like not in a good place and he was in super, he was in a ton of pain, couldn't sit still at the dinner, all that stuff. And then the DUI stuff is so cringy. Like, it's just it's so hard to it's watch. Really hard to watch. Yeah. Not the way they presented it. I'm just like the footage is just this dude was so messed up. So lucky he didn't hurt anyone. Yeah, I always hated the Tiger, like whoever the the video that somebody has his mugshot on a on a shirt, and like Tiger walks by him at a tournament, and like starts laughing, and like all the meme accounts and everything posted it, and like thought it was hilarious. I'm like, yo, dude, like that? <laughs> no, like do you? Uh, that could have ended a lot differently for you, and yeah. I feel like I want you to be way more remorseful about that than you appear to be about that. I think the other the other clip that weirdly stuck out to me was. Uh, after he won at St. Andrews, and he's, he's standing up there with the trophy. And fuck all, me. And all the presses around, and he's just, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> just like exasperated yeah. and exhausted and, you know. I think there's something lifestyle. interesting. Even if it's a story you already know, it's, like I would sit and watch it again probably. Yeah. Like it's entertaining. I don't know if entertaining is the right word, probably is, but like it's entertaining. It's the reason why people still rewatch The Office. You know what's going to happen, but like it is... Not soothing, but it is. And I, I will say, I it's, think it's familiar. I think yes. maybe, you know, you talked about like casual fans, hardcore fans. I, I think that hardcore golf fans, I, I think like we're so not used to anything in golf, you know, being this interesting, <laughs> I think. So I think it's kind of like on the spectrum of sports documentaries. It's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, it, it was okay. But I think in golf, it's like, oh my God, finally, like, all right, we got one on the board here. Yeah, there's, there's some some weight to this. This, this is, is all we got, by the way. This is something interesting to, to discuss. And so I think that there's going to be a little disconnect there. I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people in the world of sports will feel almost kind of let yeah. down by it. But I think inside of golf, it's like, hey, at least, you know, at least we got something. Should it be made? We just spent like 30 minutes talking about it. Yeah. So, yes, I would yeah, definitely I, say I think, yes. I, I, I think it's worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Another topic that came up this week with uh, a lot of stuff happening around the country, Eamon Lynch's article, I would say, was kind of like that new meme that's going around of the small domino falling and then, the, <laughs> you know, something happening at the end of the line. Uh, we've addressed this on the podcast, the fact that the 2022 PGA Championship is scheduled to go to Trump National. Can I say answer. it is shocking that this is going to have a, a tough ending. I no this, no, deci this you, decision to do this. Who could no one could have possibly seen this coming. No one could have seen this coming. <laughs> like you can't blame anyone in this process. There was no signals over the last six years that well, this, no, this guy, could have been a tough scene. The guy that made the decision went got promoted. Went to NBC. <laughs> That's Bav Pete Bavacqua, I believe you were yeah, referring yeah. to. This was when Ted Bishop was the president of the PGA. I never know all their huge executives. Who, by the way, was fired for tweeting that Ian Poulter was, quote, a little girl. Little girl. And now uh, we have not moved the PGA Championship away from the president's private for-profit golf course uh, after he incited a riot on the U.S. Capitol. But interesting. They're going to wait till after the inauguration, though. Because <laughs> so he can't do anything to them. <laughs> what a... I, so, all right, so I just want to read this. I'll read this from yeah. this is from Eamon Lynch's piece in Golf Weeks. The 2017 U.S. Women's Open held at Trump National in Bedminster, New Jersey, was a painful spectacle as most players tried to ignore the groping elephant in the room. 
His Bedminster course is scheduled to host the 2022 PGA Championship, a fact that now has the PGA of America bunkered down under sustained criticism for a decision made in 2014. Such are the perils of assigning championship venues far in advance. You just never know when you've hitched your premier event to a sociopath. Though there was a hint back in 2017. Except when you do. <laughs> when the PGA, champ, PGA of America chose to kill the Grand Slam of golf rather than play it at Trump's Los Angeles course in the wake of his racist comments about Mexicans. Ayman goes on to lay waste uh, in this article, which well, Shibnock reported yes. Sunday night that uh, it's it's imminent. Um, I believe he was the one who said after the inauguration, and also that there's been talk of the members there potentially trying to buy it from Trump. And I don't know if that would potentially save the PGA there or what, but there's talk of uh, there's no there's no chance that they go to Liberty National. <laughs> Why not? So what have the ones been mentioned? A, Liberty uh, and uh, Southern Liberty, Hills. Southern Hills and I, I and guess Shoal Creek. Shoal Creek. I've heard Shoal Creek. I know they're, they're, they had the U.S. Women's Open there a few oh, years ago. Which I do think, listen, the many, optics many there, people will realize not be great either. why that's yeah. so darkly yeah. Uh, funny. But I, I think Shoal Creek's made a lot of wholesale Strides. changes. Yeah. I, think they've, I think they've cleaned house. I, it's all, I don't know. It's, it's also a question it's also where, where Nicholas design. That's right. Which is really cool. I, I, I think it's it's a all right now. Ryan Lavner just now reported here at ten oh two Eastern time. PGA of America says the twenty twenty two PGA will no longer be held at Trump National Bedminster, no replacement venue announced yet. So now it is official. I guess the PGA of America just released it. They voted tonight to exercise the right to terminate the agreement to play. Uh, this is from Jim Richardson, the twenty fifth amendment of the PGA PGA championship. <laughs> Couldn't they have done Charter. that like three nights ago? They could have done three years ago, three fucking years ago. I, was like, I know, but like at, at the very least, yeah. you know. That, my biggest takeaway is like, or I guess the the part that I don't <laughs> is almost like the, the the meeting was really this week to be like, oh, you know what? Now we can't enough have is it. enough. Now <laughs> enough is enough. This is where well, I'm taking. You can only sand. push me so far, Mister <laughs> Mister President. Hear me, read my lips. You can only push me so far. Oh. <laughs> God, that's my like anybody who wants to even make it. I don't even think it's a political. It's thing. not. Dude, it's like they're just gonna they're gonna lose money hand over fist on it. Companies aren't gonna want to be involved with it. Like there, there's a it's a massive. I know. Massive at minimum, loss. he's just the most polarizing person yeah. in the country. So like ignore the politics. Yeah. Why would like why would you want to go go there Associate to begin with? with it. Yeah. Like you have unlimited options. <laughs> Golf course is actually kind of sweet. I, I liked it, but that's that's a separate. That's a DJ's separate a member thing. there, uh, but I, I don't get. Listen, is I don't, that the one with the big ass waterfall? Uh, I, I thought that, that was the DC no, area. No, no, course. That's the DC one. Okay. I just, I don't get how it would be okay for any organization like this to take their premier championship. Listen, I know Trump is a unicorn in this situation but like why would you take your championship to the president of the united states of america like their for-profit private golf club no matter who the president is it doesn't matter i was gonna say your best take imagine imagine obama national obama national yeah we're going to uh barack hussein obama's uh private golf course that he uh that he runs We're, we're taking our championship there do you think there would be any issues with that whatsoever do you think people would maybe maybe have some complaints about that? It's like, dude, as soon as it would have been so easy in 2016, I, I, quote unquote easy. I mean, it seems pretty easy for my seat 
to say like, hey, you know what? This guy's the president. This is muddying some waters. Maybe we just let, let's move this thing. And instead, like, good. I'm glad this is blowing up in their face. What a fucking stupid decision to let this just crazy, fester for the four weirdest years the crazy until this happened. Me, and now be like, you know what? Enough's enough, guys. We got to do something. They've tried to they've tried to explain it away. Like, yeah, you know, we really want something that's like convenient to New York City and all that. Do you have any great golf courses? <laughs> yeah. We just can't convenient? find anything. Yeah. <laughs> Liberty Nationals right across the yeah. across yeah. the it's a short ferry right away. Hell, their their leadership knows where all the private courses are. Exactly. Right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that where they hung out Beth Page right. Black Week? Oh God. <laughs> uh, maybe on a somewhat similar note, uh, a day after uh, the Capitol was overrun by Trump supporters, by Randy uh, and his buddies, Gary Player and Annika Sorensen. <laughs> Went to the White House and accepted uh, their medal of uh, presidential medal of freedom, uh, which was not publicized anywhere. It was not. There was no media allowed. Neither player uh, posted about anything related. No, I to thought it. Gary's Instagram was hopping. Well, oh, I'd heard so that they had not. I had not checked uh, Gary's. Well, leading up to it, maybe leading not up the to ceremony it. Once itself. Once it happened, but yeah. yeah, there was footage of him on the grounds and whatnot. Gary's own son called him out and was exasperated. Like, just but that's. <laughs> Listen, that's a minefield there in and of itself. It is. I think that's but his <laughs> other son. His other yeah, son is the no, one no, that this was, was the, selling yeah. the master's tickets. Yeah, but who know, Who knows what's going on with his son? I was going to say, there's so much about Gary Player that it just gets glossed over, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, apartheid, <laughs> cheating at Lytham. He, he, he unblocked me. That's oh, amazing. He's I, Maybe he's open to, to a looked, dialogue now. I looked, I looked Mr. Him Carter, up. good morning. Yeah. <laughs> PX, he's a PXG troop. Maybe he was trying to... Go establish martial law. <laughs> do you think either gave it a second thought? I mean, do you think there was any consideration? You know what? This is probably not the best time. Based on Take one look through Annika's following on Twitter, and I would say not on her end. Maybe Gary Player, the world's most traveled man, <laughs> trademarked. Maybe gave it some thought, but ultimately decided that you know this was too great of an opportunity to pass up. I guess the on timing. Yeah, Annika's husband gives Alex Jones a run for his money. Mm. <laughs> I get maybe down the road. I, I think Annika might be a. I know you have an some itch that needs scratch takes. later this year. There was yeah. someone in the DMs that pointed out like, all right, so just like going through, like we're talking about following some crazy right wing conspiracy. Like we're not talking about following like just right wing politics. Shepard Smith, you are allowed to be a conservative if you want to be a conservative. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Like following the most out there of out there people on Twitter, she's going to be the president of the International Golf Foundation. Like they, I don't most, know what they do. I don't either. But like, like the most basic due diligence there would kind of be like, huh? That seems that seems a little little funny, right? Like, could have been a qualification. Fair enough. <laughs> Based on that's what you don't know. You yeah. don't know. Fair enough. It. Oh, what a weird. <laughs> what else weird, we got? Weird. What else weird we week, got? Man, Adam Scott, I have on the list here to talk about. Oh. Yeah, that's some interesting. That's a Dude, palette Hold on, cleanser. rewinding real quick. Do yeah. you, uh. Have Annika or Gary spoken to the press since receiving? Like, ha have they explained their decision at all? Have has? Do you think they'll be asked about this? Is this something that they should be asked about? I'm checking Gary. Where, where do you Twitter. think this? Where do you think this story? No goes? tweets in the last five days. So, it, at minimum, he's not proud of the fact that he did this, but wasn't willing to not do it. He tweets about everything. First of all, <laughs> so right. So there's something. There's something there. Annika at Annika59 has not tweeted in four days. <clears throat> I think Gary Player got in some shit at the Masters. Gary and Jack both for like pimping 
you know, sponsorship stuff and like trying to sell stuff and and how's Jack's yeah. Twitter account by the way? Yeah, <laughs> you lit, lit him up. Oh. How was your Twitter? I that feel like night? Jack might need to stick to sports. <laughs> I I can't wait till next April when we go to Augusta National. Let me let me paint the picture for you here. The, the national, the, the the national with its rich history and Mr. Nicholas is there. Mr. Player and uh, Lee Elder, finally, right? Like, what a juxtaposition it's going to be next April. Hmm. Oh, my God. What a week. <laughs> Stick to sports, Randy. Come on. Um, are we ready to close the book on that chapter? Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Basically saying, like, yeah, you can do whatever you want to, like, all, any of these events. Like, none of them matter. Well, 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 well let's set some context. context. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be, like, wait, what? Honestly, TC's pretty close there. Uh, do you, uh, the, one of the questions is, do you think this, the PGA Tour, is ready for a mixed team event? And Adam Scott says, well, yeah. I mean, there's so many events, it doesn't matter. That's actually word for word. Uh, absolutely. Like I said, I think you've got to identify that there's probably 10 or 12 serious competition events during the calendar year, and then the rest is a bit of entertainment, really. And But the thing for all of us and people trying to peak uh, for those 10 or 12 serious events is that they have got – to use those entertainment events to get re- to get prepared and get ready. So what? So it's uh, finding the balance of your schedule and also for the tour schedule and what's entertaining and what how serious it should be taken. Hmm. A lot there. There's a lot to unpack there. And First you, of all, and I, I threw out a little little Twitter thread about this. I think, but it was uh, it's extremely refreshing. I think you know. I think there would be the vast majority of PJ Tour players would probably disagree with him. I think uh, in, in that the guys trying that to send their kids to college, most events don't matter. Uh, but I thought it was cool and I applaud him and I want to hear more from him. Uh, you know, just to, to really share the, like how a top tier top, like tip top tier player looks at, you know, the current schedule, which is that, yeah, dude, there's, I don't know. I'm thinking about 10 or 12 of these things, but you want me to give a fuck about the Zurich classic? Like it's not going to happen, man. I don't know what to tell you. They, but I, but you I pick up the one team event, the one that's not a seventy-two hole stroke. Well, so, okay. so because you picked out that one, I will say I don't think he gives a fuck about whether it's no, that's an that's more what I'm saying. Play yeah. or a team event, right? Well, he's asked about Stableford. Um, he says I, I think somewhat, uh, somewhat. There's not space for fifty stroke play events in the calendar year. I mean, they can't all be serious seventy-two hole events. What a controversial take. Some of this, of course, about competition, but it's also about entertainment. And when there's so much of it, and the tour's got to try and find that balance. <laughs> Which I think what he was trying to say is like, listen, I'm trying to get, I, yes, I might show up at the Shell Houston Open, but that means I'm, or I get whatever it is, the Houston Vin Open. Houston. That's a bad example because now it's in the fall. Uh, I might show up at whatever Valero, the, the Texas Valero Texas, Texas Open. I might show up at the Valero Texas Open, but like, yeah, I don't really want it to be a mixed team thing because I'm like trying to prep for the Masters. So if you're going to make these changes, like you got to kind of decide how much give and take there is between, you know we are trying to kind of get ready for those biggies. So I don't really know. Uh, I would love to hear him expound on it a little bit. I feel like you could leverage the strategic hashtag strategic Alliance for this a little bit. Hey, we're having a serious event over here. We're having a not so serious event over here. That's, that's <laughs> true. An, an entertaining event over here. <laughs> I know which one I'll be watching. <laughs> I know which one Randy will be watching. <laughs> we're going to delight you. <laughs> Let me just say, I know it's been said on this podcast at nauseum. Just another another plea that the President's Cup should be a mixed team event. This is oh, right man. under our nose. I don't know why there's not more snow gathering on this snowball that I'm trying to push down the hill here, but 
That's the one. The prob- That's it. The problem with that, though, is if you kept the same, like, U.S. versus the world, the world would absolutely beat the shit well, no, because I think everybody because but that's because, what the, because the Korean women and that's what the American public well, the Ameri- wants, though. Well, there's that, yeah, but also true. like the Americans are beating the shit out of the international. Like, Not as should, much, and it's starting yeah. to change a I little bit. I think Americans right? love being Is the it? underdog. Yeah, exactly. I just don't, man. I don't know. I don't get how do not mess with the sanctity of the president. I don't get how. (laughs) All right, do not with all of these like blowhards. Don't you dare! Maybe they should have the president's cup at Trump National. (laughs) (laughs) They can do a home and home at at Obama National and uh, and Trump National. But I don't get and royal and royal uh, royal greens as uh, in in the kingdom. As all these like you know blowhards continue to. Over the next few years, like this is going to keep being a bigger and bigger and bigger topic until something changes. You know, like, yeah, we got to make changes. We got to make changes. And until something changes, that's going to keep being talked about. And it's like, man, I don't get how cutting half the guys out of this field and replacing them with, you know, a massive uh, appealing audience, like, you know, the other half of the population. Uh, would be a bad thing, but and what delightful content that will produce! Oh my god, listening to that other half of guys, well, you bitch. know, you know, it, that'd be great. They should have if they don't do it in that event, they should do it in another event where they should they have. It's not men. It's not men versus men and women versus women. You can have women versus men. That's what I'm saying. Like in it, right? Like yeah. it's like yeah. you have twelve people on the team and you do the you do the uh, oh, gotta be the, uh, matchups the same way, right? Maybe I was just really drunk this night, but <laughs> the night that they had the Australian, was the Victorian Open, the, the men's yeah. and women's at the same yeah. time? Yeah. And I was just like, it, it felt like the the uh, Zach Galifianakis gif of the, the beautiful mind. <laughs> when they had these, this, like the two tournaments weaving in and out, I was like, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah, I know. Again, I might have just been, you know, intoxicated as I was taking it in. But I think, I I think the that. problem, though, is like the dudes don't want to share any of the money. Exactly. Mm. And I think this gets to Adam Scott's point, which is like, Yo, uh, so I think the big thing about what he said is I think that's how the tip-top players would feel, but I also think that's how the fans would feel, right? If, if you polled most of the fans, I think they would probably land in that, yeah, there's you know 10 or 12 that I I watch, and the rest of them, like, yeah, I can kind of take or leave. Maybe people have fantasy golf pools, and maybe you know we obviously have a corner of the internet that seems to listen and watch every week, but... It's not the whole internet. Like I, I think there's a lot more people who don't watch Especially them. Especially when NFL football is Yeah, and it's like, it. God, I, I just don't get, uh, man, I don't get the downside of doing something like that. Any final thoughts? I got a, a couple I'd like to like to get out. John Wood, I thought he was excellent. He was I, don't, I don't think this was his debut on telecast, but really the first I've sat and watched. But he yeah. does what I would hope, which is not do an impression of an announcer. He just talks like a caddy, gives some good nuggets of like, you know, you can't really feel the wind here. This is always a hard, you know, hard hole to club somebody on because of the elevate, blah, blah, blah. I thought his, they, you know, Bones does like a lot of play-by-play stuff, which is probably what he's told to do. But like, I think. I thought Bones was exceptional this week. But John, I thought he's gotten a lot better. differently. Really? Yeah. I thought Expect- he got a lot at least, better. At least today and Friday. I love Bones and I want to love Bones as an announcer. And he just is like really okay for me. Sorry, just, it's, it's to too much play it. by play. Like if he did what yeah. Wood does, which is just yeah. like talk about the player stuff, that's what I would be. I, I also think Wood was probably gifted a very, very, very appealing opportunity this week where like going back to the QB shootout, like he spent a shitload of time with with Harris English watching Harrison because because Kucher was always Harris English's yeah. partner down there. And like he knows Harris English's game inside and out. But yeah, he I, mean, was, I think he's probably I mean he's 
caddy for so long that he's probably been for, paired with oh, all for these sure. guys. Yeah. And, for sure. Yeah. But 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 it was an extra comfortable yeah. thing this week. But yeah, I mean, even then he was cogent and and informative and tight with it. It was good. I thought he was he did a great job of like he did all the technical stuff really well, which I would assume is the hardest part. It was a seamless, lot of just yeah. laying out when guys were talking, a lot of like like challenging the other analysts like hey what did you you know what would you do in this scenario i was like oh conversation that's great yeah because there's a lot of fucking downtime in this but anyways i thought he was great what do you have some other notes i had a few uh, just a couple um i had uh bryson hit 211 miles per hour on the range this week and apparently i had apologized to hideki for grunting really loud while he was doing it or something like that he's also <laughs> god that story was excellent did you hear that but I I missed the big I think I don't, he I'm, was yeah he was just grunting on the range and uh, Hideki was hitting balls next to him and so he had to walk away and like as he's walking away he had to apologize like I'm you know I'm sorry if that was distracting can we go back to it was in Sports Illustrated and then he said it in another <laughs> in what another a weirdo thing. he said something about he's got low T yes which is a telltale. Mm. Telltale it's a big, red flag. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what the little I'm kicker is saying. on Trod's tweet <laughs> when he announces that, according to sources, I've, I've found out Bryson has been just laying groundwork. You're saying enhancing drugs. Just laying we'll groundwork. See. We'll see. I'm just saying. Uh, he also uh, has been intentionally breaking his central nervous system. Yeah, and he's been <laughs> sick. Blacking out. Yeah, not I, blacking out. Almost. <laughs> I almost I, got there. I, I, there is a, there's a, there's a, I forget who the account is, but there's a Twitter account, just college football out of context, like no context college football <laughs> and it's just images and stuff that makes me laugh. There should be one for golf. And there's the, the question that Todd Lewis asked him after the round. Which, did you get there? Did you get there? <laughs> oh yeah. Multiple, multiple times. times. <laughs> it's like, it's like, when, lost. it's like when Porter always tweets about like, yeah, completely normal sport. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There should be one of those for golf. Also. Yeah. After the round Thursday, the, like, shoehorning in asking pack member uh ryan palmer whether or not they should make the lot of, championship yeah a lot of people have been talking about this <laughs> yeah <laughs> many no, people are asking speaking of laying yeah. groundwork huh yeah uh yeah if you want to make it a participation event and not the tournament of champions i thought that was the best part was ryan palmer was like yeah you know i think it's uh it's interesting you know it's something we got to look at and i you know i i could see it being something you know blah 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 and then Every analyst, bang, 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 was like, no, that's that's terrible. I think that's exactly wrong. Yeah. I think it should be winners only. Bones, what do you think? I th- I agree. I think it should be winners only. John I, Wood, what do you think? I agree completely. I think it should be winners only. Not, not only that, I think Harris English. Yeah, should, a lot of people are talking about this, should re- should refuse to attend next year and give his spot back to Hermie. Mm, that'd Herm- be huge. That would Herm- be big. Hermie couldn't make it. Coach, I want, I want Hermie to take my spot. Hermie got the vid and couldn't, couldn't get there. Mm. Uh, I had I had a Morikawa take. Missed a lot of short putts this week. Not saying, just saying, just saying. I don't, I, you know, it comes and goes. But I think if if I, he putted, he made a few like 15, 20, 25 footers today. But if he doesn't, he was like negative one point two strokes lost per round. I think going into today, like if he's just even average the first three days, he's leading by two. Going into today. Going to challenge that one a little bit. Uh, <laughs> he was negative 0.6 strokes gained total for the first three rounds, putting uh, for the first three rounds this week. Okay, so maybe I'm just waiting the first round too much. The first hole of the first round 
He missed. But a, if you project that putt out over the over three days, then it yes. would not be good. Yeah, it would not be good. <laughs> he was twenty fourth in strokes game putting this he week. He missed. He missed a couple putts inside of five feet. He missed a cavalcade of putts in, inside of ten feet. Mm. I got a question. Hate that. You. What's your take on Hideki's putting? Because <laughs> that man lost nine point seven strokes on the greens this week. Oh my god! Last by almost three and a half strokes. How does this guy continue to get a pass for this? Well, do you do you have do you have the the tier of like you know all the distances, like where they where they were ranked, let's, like inside of six feet. Let's take this offline. Of, we're, we're getting a little <laughs> we're getting a little lost in the weeds. I don't have that week by week. I, I would encourage you guys okay. to continue this conversation. All I'm Great saying, dialogue. all I'm saying is that if Morikawa putted better inside of nine feet, like he w- he would have won the tournament by like six shots, like in, in like just putted. Decent from inside of nine feet. That, that was all I'm saying. If his feet, his feet of putts made this week was 287. Randy, can you help oh, us translate? God. That's that? a ton. <laughs> I'll tell you that. No, I think he made plenty of feet of putts. He's he's a really good putter outside of like nine or ten feet. I think. He's just maybe really shitty inside TC, of like. Maybe he's hitting the ball too close to the pin. Exactly. Many people have suffered from that. <laughs> that makes you think. Uh, JT Loki. I guess JT was 18th in strokes game putting this week, but he had some opportunities. Oh, God. Sully, week. you were going to get me out of here and into bed. <laughs> and now trying. deep in a putting wormhole. Mackenzie Hughes. I had this on my notes as well. Tough scene. Shot 72, 72 on the weekend to finish <laughs> DFL. That's similar to the 66, 66 to, to not win, but yeah. uh, it's another strain of the Mackenzie Hughes. Strebby shot 67 in the first round and. and Tied for 38th. Was... Imagine shooting four under in a tournament and finishing dead last. That's tough. I had a couple notes. <laughs> it is uh, tournament champions. A couple notes. I know these would be... <laughs> Almost champions. They're close, mostly champions. Mostly close, to, champions. Uh, close to Tron's heart. Uh, we got to acknowledge Patrick Reed showing up on day one in the head-to-toe G4. P. P. <laughs> P. P4. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's discuss that. Uh, and then G4, of course, comes out and says... Uh, that's very cool, but we do not have a deal with Patrick Reed. Uh, meaning, I guess he just went online and bought head-to-toe G4 And then embroidered it all with his other sponsors. So, I, and to be cool. clear, it was not head-to-toe because he wore a Titleist hat and is not also not being paid to wear the Titleist right, hat. Right, right, right. Uh, I saw something that he had shin splints after. He did. Todd Lewis, I saw, had that report. Uh, qu- quoting Andy Johnson here from the Shotgun Start, but I mean, think about how wild it is that a Masters champion that recently doesn't like can't or didn't or hasn't gotten a clothing deal. That's the most unbelievable. Like a guy who very very well may win the Masters this year. He's very good. He's playing well. Like he uh, he doesn't have a clothing. And not deal. only that, he That's chooses nuts. he chooses the apparel. That the guy that founded it, right? Just, the admission scandal. <laughs> Tough. It just either is is. Fresh out or still in Lori Laughlin Federal Penitentiary. I think she, her, her I think she just got out. He, no, I think he's still in though. He <laughs> were they both in? Yeah. I oh, thought just yeah. she went in. No. I thought just she went in too. No. But, all right, we'll take that offline as well. <laughs> Last thing, uh th- this might mean we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh, big shout out to uh He's having a rough time in prison. That was uh, as of three days ago. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, big she, shout out to out. to Dick Mast. Greatest name in the game, of course. Won the 65 and over division at the quarter century championship. I bring that up because in the 64 and under division, uh, Omar Uresti finished T8. Which, yeah, I, I, Dick Dick Mass is, is only slightly less scummy than than uh, Omar. Yeah. He was probably more successful than Omar as a pro. We can't let you guys out before we uh, have an Urban Meyer take. Oh, my uh, gosh. Well, Randy said he's going to move. I'm moving if he comes here. 
I will challenge you to that. I'm going to hold you to it's that. Disgusting. I can't share a city with him again. Not after Columbus. Can't do it. <laughs> like Urban, he's such a, what a he's a scumbag. Guy. Bad guy. As somebody with no dog in this fight, like I'm excited for it. Like it'll be entertaining <laughs> yeah. for no, Jacksonville. I'm, I'm, I'm DJ yeah, wants like, to take his leadership class <laughs> <laughs> again. He's, he's going to teach I, I him UNF. online already. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you, you've got eighty million dollars in cap space. You got two first rounders, including the first pick. In, with their, there's a generational quarterback talent. And you're going to bring in Urban fucking Meyer? I, I want to be very clear about something. I think it'd be a fantastic hire from a football perspective. I, I think he's an exceptional football coach. All he has done is win for amazingly everywhere he's been. Yeah, but a lot of that was because of like decidedly better, like more talented teams, and like you, that doesn't really happen in the NFL. Like you have to coach him up. But part of me though, th- like can't wait to like see how it plays out though. For sure, exactly. That, that's where I'm it's at. It's gonna be entertaining. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Where I'm at. Don't have to love it, but it's gonna be. Yeah, but like he's probably gonna move. To, but he he's can, probably gonna move to Ponte Vedra. He's probably gonna, he can rent he can rent my apartment <laughs> <laughs> if he comes. It's a gated community. Out. Get a sublet going. <laughs> <laughs> totally furnished. I, 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 you, I bet he doesn't buy. He'll probably rent because he's because he's gonna run. You know what that some means? Fake Alchi. Means his wife years. Shelly's gonna start menacing uh, the beaches area. Where is he gonna join? Is he Pablo? I would assume. I would assume. I would assume. Probably, probably the play. Yeah. You think he'd play in the Thursday game? Can I ask? I, I would love to. Yeah, maybe mend some fences with you guys. I think there's nothing around a golf pride can't fix. Hmm. Well, I, I think I think he needs to apologize to Aaron Thol. That's gonna be tough. <laughs> I think well, Randy, we'll get you to bed on that note. So uh, I want to give a shout out to the Bills too. Thank you. <laughs> Big win for the Bills this week. Big win for my uncle Juice. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, thank you for a uh, pretty crazy week, fun week. One F one thing. Did we mention Verstappen's girlfriend? The fact oh. that no, we haven't even. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I know we're oh trying to get out. God. I know we're trying to get out. Talk about a bad guy. The fact that there's every woman truly on earth, and, and the one that he's picked is. Daniel Kvyat's uh, baby's mama. Baby's mama. Yeah, that's that's wild. And she's ten years older. Ten than years him. older than him. And or he nine. Took, he took his spot. Yeah. at Red Bull. What, it, a, what a killer! It's love. <laughs> as I, I don't want to be insensitive, but as I texted you earlier this week, Randy, like that's the kind of shit Spieth needs to be doing. <laughs> Yes, and he's. Well, I'm not seeing that from Spieth. He's married, dude. Well, yeah, that's unfair. I'm saying like the equivalent. Yeah, theoretically. Also, one last thing: Scotty Scheffler's three foot broke. Yeah, oh, I know that was tough. That's tough. Uh, he is gaming a, a friendly Callaway Maverick. If I yeah. it. So, do you think right, Max we're going to end on that? Do you think Max makes the kid call him dad yet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But we can talk about that next week. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect.